Hey, Liquid Creative, what's going on? Welcome to Liquid Era Podcast. I am your host, Dee Brady, of course. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. I'm super excited. Um, I know last week I went missing. Well, not really. If you follow up with me on Instagram at, under, at liquid underscore era or at underscore D Brady, you would know that I had to postpone the last episode due to postponing um, one of our interviewers interviewers for um, the Women History Month. And I still want to continue on with that. But because a lot of my interviewers are postponing, I just realized like, you know what, I just want to go ahead and still give you guys an episode for this week. I cannot go two weeks without an episode, like period. So I know the coronavirus and everything is going on. So Let's jump into just talk about events and everything like that. And we're going to also go into talking about Madam C.J. Walker's docuseries that was executive produced by Octavia Spencer, who was also starred as uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Um, LeBron James was also an executive producer of this docuseries on Netflix. So go ahead and check it out if you haven't already, because I am going to be talking about a few things in that docuseries that I think is very important to touch on since it is Women History Month. So let's get right into it. So obviously a few things have been going on. The coronavirus has been spreading like wildfire and it's super serious guys. Like anybody can get it. It's a respiratory disease virus or whatever. And it's so crazy how some people who get it don't really feel symptoms, but then there are others who are like literally feel like they have the flu or pneumonia and it's killing people old or young, black or white, it doesn't matter. So it's very serious. And they're saying that you guys need to stay inside. And so while people are staying inside um, during this quarantine, there are some people who are staying positive, you know, staying prayed up, but there are also people who are like stressing out. And I think it's those extroverted people who are like always out all the time on the run and on the go. But for me, people like me who love to be home, who find peace being at home, not having to always just be out and about. I go out when I need to go out. I don't like to be out and about all the time. So me, this quarantine is like a regular day in life. <laughs> but I guess because now we are forced to stay inside, a lot of people are just like losing their minds. Honestly, it's only been a week of quarantine, I believe, but it feels like two months. But y'all are, you know, that I've pretty much been quarantined for like since like last year, I want to say November-ish. <laughs> so I'm pretty used to it. It's just now it's just an overload of creatives and artists just always on live. Everybody's on IG live. Everybody's tweeting up a storm. Like social media is on a craze right now. And I kind of enjoy it, but it's kind of annoying as well with the TikToks and the, the Savage Challenge and Baby Come Give Me Something Challenge. Like it's just a lot. It's overflown too much and I need some of y'all to take a nap, okay? 
<laughs> so I honestly think this virus reveals who people truly are. If you haven't already, you have to sit down and acknowledge certain things that you may have been avoiding. Um, like I said, with me, I've always made time to reflect and see what I've been going on with, what's been surrounding me. So I think although this virus is something serious, I do feel like this is making the world stop and truly see all the things that you know, we may have been taken advantage of on a regular day-to-day live. You know, we were taking advantage of toilet paper, paper towels. We didn't know that a lot of people didn't know how to wash their damn hands. Like, I knew there were nasty people out here, but the fact that there are so many tutorials of how to wash your hands, it's ridiculous. And a lot of people are amazed. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Just wash your ass and wash your hands properly. Um, and I also feel like this shows us that no one is better than the other. Anybody can get this disease. Everybody's stuck at home. Everybody's on social media. Like we're all in the same crate right now. And I mean, we're all kind of bonding in a sense. So I really like it. Um, not really like it, but you know what I mean? I think seeing other people tweet and reflect on the same thing and everybody agreeing on how they feel, it's like, damn, we really are kind of one in the same. And we should have been realized that before this damn pandemic. But yeah. So what I've been doing during this virus breakout, I'm still applying for jobs in the entertainment music industry, reaching out to different people. That grind don't ever stop, obviously. Um, a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, so I really feel for a lot of people because how are you supposed to pay your bills still? If you feel like every month, you know, everything's just going to be pushed back, you need to wake up. You need to stack up your money find some gigs, find some type of freelance work. Somehow, some way, I hope everybody has some type of backup plan or trying to actively find backup plans to be able to still pay your bills and live without having to stress as much um, because it's very serious, really and truly. Um, also, I'm still obviously creating content for Liquid Era. I plan on doing visuals for Liquid Era YouTube, obviously taking it up a notch more than just a podcast, staying hydrated, of course, drinking my orange juice and water, watching YouTube and binge watching Netflix. So like I said, I still want to celebrate Women's History Month, but a few of my interviews were put on hold. So I did want to get into Madam C.J. Walker's docuseries on Netflix. If you haven't already, like I said, check it out. So let's get right into it. So if you don't know who Madam C.J. Walker is, Madam C.J. Walker was the first female African-American millionaire who created her own hair product line. So she was not only that of an entrepreneur, she was also a political and social activist and a very staple woman, a very staple, staple person in our Black history. And so I really am glad that they came out with this docuseries and not just, it's, it could have been a movie, but I'm glad they broke it up into four episodes, you know, um, that you were able to binge, feel like you're binge watching it. And I enjoyed that. And I'm, I'm so happy that they put it out for, this month, Women's History Month, March, and during, I mean, they weren't planning on this 
pandemic to be happening, but we all stuck at home right now. So what's the perfect time then to binge watch Madam CJ Walker? Okay. And I like that even though this is history, they put a twist of 2020 into it. The soundtrack is amazing to me. Um, the actresses, the actors, amazing, legendary Octavia Spencer. Like what? Are you dumb right now? Like, Yes, it fits. (laughs) So I really enjoyed watching this. And I also take her journey and, you know, compare it to mine and compare it to what's going on in the world right now. And not only marketing and selling and as being a creative in this type of predicament that we're in right now, but in general. So the docuseries gives us a look into her life and the battles she went through in order to become a self-made millionaire. And I want to highlight a few things or a couple things that I realized that still goes on to this day. And one of the things that I want to start off with is women in the entrepreneurial industry, in the entertainment, in any type of industry, in competition. So we are now into the year of women, of women. Thank God women are now being acknowledged for all of the hard work that we do behind the scenes. And thank God that there are women out there that are truly supporting and fighting for younger generations as myself to like me to, you know, step into more of the forefront and take more of that risk, you know? So in the beginning of the movie, we're automatically pulled into Madam C.J. Walker's story, her why factor. Why is she so passionate about hair? What was she doing before becoming an entrepreneur, et cetera? You know, so I really enjoyed going right into it, not even bullshitting or carrying on with something in the beginning that have no, nothing to do with it. We know that this is after slavery. She's a freed woman, but obviously you're still doing, dealing with racism. You're still dealing with, dealing with intersectionality of being a black person and a woman. So I like that she jumped right into it. Um, So she was originally helping out a woman named Addie and her hair product that originally smelled like chemicals, but it really did make a great difference in hair growth. Madam CJ Walker did have um, some type of disease where her hair was, you know, falling out and she was also in an abusive relationship. So she wasn't feeling confident in herself. She really wasn't seeing the woman that she was meant to be until her hair was growing. And when she got more hair, that's where she found her confidence in her hair. And she became more passionate and really wanted more Black women to feel confident in themselves in their hair. So when Madam wanted to help her, help Addie more on the business side of things and helping her with selling, and she pitched to her like, hey, like I really know how to sell your products. What if you did this? What if you did that? Addie wasn't much more, wasn't really into it. And she really didn't think that Madam CJ Walker was really up to par. She was just like, look how you look and look how I look. And her story was more based on to targeting women on to, you know, use my products if you want to look like me. Light skin, nice hair, skinny that is the definition of beautiful, Eurocentric features, you know, 
that is what you need in order to be beautiful, in order to succeed, then use my products if you want to be like that. Whereas Madam CJ Walker wanted to pretty much cater to just all black women in general, whether you're skinny, you're light skin, you're dark skin, you're, you're fat, you're thick, whatever it is, all women just want to be beautiful. And I think my this hair product and growing your hair is going to make you feel beautiful regardless. So obviously, Madam CJ Walker went ahead and without Addie's permission, went ahead, took some of her hair products and just showed her like, hey, I'm just going to sell 20 of your products and bring you back the revenue to show you that I can sell your products the best that anyone has ever done before. And obviously, Addie felt some type of way about it. I felt like she felt like, you know, yeah, she did a good job, but I feel kind of threatened that she did that without my permission, one, and that she could actually sell the my own products better than me. And that competition situation wasn't even in Madam C.J. Walker's mindset because, mind you, she wouldn't help another Black entre- woman entrepreneur because she sees great things out of this. And I resonated with that. I feel like there are a lot of women in the industry that can feel threatened, even though you don't feel like you're even coming into anything maliciously. Another woman might feel threatened by you just by you just doing a great thing. And as crazy as that sounds, you know, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's how it is. You know, although it is Women's History Month, yes, I root for all of us, but the reality is not all women want you to succeed. It's like you can do good, but in the man's world, I want to be the only one on the top or the one that they are the one they call on to, which I think is ridiculous because I feel like we all endure some type of disrespect. It may not be on the same level, but enough to where at the end of all of this, um, We're all fighting for our voice to be heard and respected. So the pettiness of trying to pick a woman apart on what you think you know about them from their physical appearance or how they act, I feel like it's really a depiction of the insecure person that you are to your core. So I understand not everyone you are going to get along with, and that is completely cool, but I don't think, I think we shouldn't have to get into it with each other first in order to get down to the reality that as a black woman, we're all fighting for the same thing. You know, we just want to all eat. We all want to be treated fairly, Um, which is why in my mind, which I've said this before, but um, to one of my previous interns, I said this before, but I like to learn from women in all walks of life, no matter their status. I like to bring on someone to the team that I feel has potential to be better than me so that we can all learn together and to continue to grow with each other because in a male dominated industry you know they don't they don't care they don't really care you know if you look like a certain way or whatever all it is is what you can do to help me and all that pettiness goes straight out the window because they don't care. 
like I said. So I feel like we should all stick together in some type of way. Even if I don't like you, I'm going to still be cordial with you because at the end of the day, the battle still has to be fought and we still have a common enemy. Not an enemy, I want to say per se, because not all men in the industry are the same. Not all people in the industry are the same, but I will say that we are fighting for the same thing. So we kind of do have a common enemy, you know? So also I want to say that um, I'm just following on my notes, guys. I'm sorry. But as much women empowerment in events there are, like there are so many women empowerment events, there are some that I feel like just aren't genuine. I can possibly count on one hand how many of those events I've been to because the heart and the actions of the fem- of the female founder or any founder or whatever behind the event, I don't feel like it's genuine. And I'm not knocking anyone down. I'm not knocking any um, business. If you want to go ahead and do an empowerment event, that's totally fine. But I feel like there are some disingenuine people who do these things only just for the income. I don't feel like their actions really fight for the woman because you'll see like an event going on and then in like the next month or so, they're in a whole like scam or they're on a whole little shade room situation where another female has interacted with them at the event and they barely say anything. They barely have any type of knowledge to really give other females. It's just a, oh, you know, just work for the best, just strive for the best work hard is those little things that it's not even helping a young lady at all. And even in college, I want to say I've went to a couple of these um, events or whatever, or panel discussions. And I feel like it was full of shit. I feel like it was just a status type of thing. Oh, you just putting that to just put on your resume. I didn't feel like it was something genuine. So as you guys seen before, I went to a women in radio event. Um, it empowers women in not only the music industry, but radio. And I genuinely know the founder of that event. And she's genuinely wanting to help due to her story and her experience. And that's what I love about it. That's what drew me in. That's what made me want to support because she, Megan Taylor, if you're not following her already, go ahead and follow her, Woman in Radio. But she's a genuine person. Sit down and talk with her. If you look at some of her interviews, the reason as to why she does the things that she does is genuine and it's, it's consistent. And that's what you need. You know, so I I encourage younger business minded females to do your research on women CEOs and do more than just look on their Instagram and look at who they're associated with and what they wear and that lifestyle that they, you know, perceive. Look at their past interviews, you know, look at their story, try to do in-depth research to see if it aligns. Don't just align with someone just because it just looks good. Figure out their story and see if it aligns. Going back to Madam CJ Walker and Addie, my point of view is even if they were to work together, eventually down the line, I feel like Madam CJ Walker would have still 
ventured off into her own business because she was such a strong-minded, confident woman and their stories didn't align. Why Madam C.J. Walker was doing it from the jump stayed consistent versus when Addie was doing her business. When she first was doing the business, it was more so, you know, like I said, based on physical appearance. If you want to look like me, you know, you have to use my products. But then further on down the line, when she was, when she wanted to, you know, talk at Booker T. Washington's event, he wouldn't even let her speak. And how he introduced her to the crowd is she's a very good looking woman. All they really cared about is how she looked. They didn't care about what she had to say. And so then that came down to towards the end of the movie. You see that Addie's like saying she wants to more so stick up for herself and not just be reliant on how she looks, but for what she stands for, because she's more than just a pretty skin, a pretty face and a pretty hair. And I totally get it. You know, I totally understand that, but you know, the alignment just wasn't there. So make sure that you align yourself with women and younger women who, you know, align with you. And if you don't align, you can still be cordial. You can still support each other. It doesn't have to be nasty pettiness, you know, competition. Everybody is, have their own flavor. Everybody have their own platform. If somebody was to take your idea today, you know, it still wouldn't come off as how you would perceive your products or your brand, your business. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, continue to just support and align yourself with the right people. Another important point that was touched on was obviously the men in the movie and not all men, which is important too, like I said before, Not all men were, you know, full of pride and ego, but the ego and pride of a man put a damper on Madam C.J. Walker's fight. So even starting from, you know, the investors and starting from the investors, Booker T. Washington, um, her right-hand man, I forgot his name. I want to say his name is Ransom and her husband. There were staple men in that movie where it was like showing different perspectives of what a man would want from a powerful woman and how they perceive her, right? So as a woman, and not only that, but as a black woman, she really had to fight twice as hard, hell, three times as hard because not only did she have to prove to the investors that she was worth it, but it also seemed like she had to prove to her own husband as well. Her husband wanted her to do wifely duties, cook, clean, you know, and let him be the sole provider. As you see, as she was growing, you know, she wanted to take more of a risk in her business. You know, I want to sell this house. I want to get a bigger house. I want to take out a mortgage or whatever on this house so I can get the factory in order to make my products you know, because right now our kitchen, a majority of our house is the factory. And he was like, you know, let's just stop for a moment. Let's just take a vacation and let's just forget about this. And, you know, you're not making any income right now. When she first opened up the salon, you're not making any income right now. So I think you should go back. You have two weeks 
And if not, you should just go back to doing laundry and making money because, you know, I'm not getting no attention. It's not bringing any money. You're taking too much risk. He didn't believe in her, right? And as soon as she started taking that risk and having to constantly prove to her husband, like, look, just believe in me. Like, look, 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 here's the money. Now it's like, I want to, and I'm speaking of in his perception, his perspective, I, it's not, it's no longer her business. It's our business because you're in our house. You're you have my last name. And I felt like that was complete bullshit because even though, yeah, you know, she has your last name, this is her business. This is her dreams constantly that you were trying to tear down. And she constantly has to prove herself and take the risk and be business minded. Then also when she met up with, you know, her first meeting with the investors, they weren't even trying to talk to her. Like they were just, ignoring her and really turned around and spoke to her husband. Like we will feel more comfortable talking to a man about business than a woman knowing, or maybe not knowing that she is the brains and the brawn behind the business. And yet, you know, she still had her right-hand man, Ranson, who actually respected her and knew that she was the brain and the brawn behind the whole business. And he followed her lead like, hey, I support you. Let me follow your lead. And I actually want to invest in your business. Whereas her husband wanted to feel more like the man. And so, which in return caused him to do the low life, weak-minded man shit, which is to cheat. (laughs) So instead of supporting her, you know, she started making more money than him and he shrunk and he wanted to be the head of the business and he wasn't getting that. And because of that, you know, she, because of that, he just went ahead and did some real fucked up shit, you know? So in the industry so far, I have found myself in that predicament where I would have to speak up and let my voice be heard because although I was doing the work, It was still like I had to fight to prove that I was good at doing the work. And I've said solutions in meetings that wasn't heard until a man said it, or I've said things and it'll be quiet. And then the next guy would repeat the same thing that I said. And it's like, you weren't even listening to me. Like, you know, it's just no respect, as I mentioned before, you know, and To this day, there are some men who I feel like will truly support you and acknowledge your strengths and and respect it, like Ranson in the movie. And then there are men who I feel like will acknowledge you to some point where it benefits them. But once it crosses the line that may hurt their pride and ego, that's where they will try to shrink you and try to do more pettiness than you have ever encountered with any other female. Because you're not letting them be the man in the face of I'm about my shit. And that still happens to this day. So I really, truly enjoyed this Madam C.J. Walker um, docuseries. And I encourage everybody to go ahead and watch that docuseries. And let me know what you think and some things that you notice that you want to touch on because I know I'm not getting into everything. Well, 
not, I want to say, well, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not getting into every little detail of the movie because I still want you guys to watch it. It just came out the other day and I don't want to put too many spoilers, but you know, there are some things that I didn't touch on, but go ahead and email me at liquidera6 at gmail.com. It's spelled the way how it is. And it's the number six at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Or you could also DM me at, um, liquid underscore era or my personal Instagram on, um, at underscore D Brady. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just all over the place today, but yeah, go ahead and DM me or email me, reach out and you guys can follow liquid era on Twitter. Let's have a discussion, hashtag liquid era, and let's get into the discussion of, you know, this docuseries and how it relates to you in real life. What encounters have you dealt with as a woman, you know, that was resembling to what Madam C.J. Walker had to go through? And I really recommend watching this, like I said again. So I'm going to end this podcast here. I don't like to do, you guys know I don't like to do long podcasts when it's just me. So I'm going to end this right here. Thank you guys so much for supporting Liquid Era. You guys go ahead and follow and email, like I said before, and I'll see you guys next episode. Bye.